five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to another episode of the Spare Notes series. My name is Matt Tobacco from SmokingTobacco.com, and I am joined once again by my very good friend, Mr. William Cooper of CigarCoop.com. And it's always a meeting of the minds here at the Spare Notes series. Um, the latest and greatest, the do's and don'ts, the drama, gossip, yep. inside and out, cigar industry. Coop, thank you for being here with me again. Matthew, all, all good, man. It's um, this is yeah, this is an this is gonna be an interesting one for sure. I Somebody think you spare have, note. as usual, a lot to say. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I'm gonna definitely be on my soapbox on some of this stuff tonight, um, because there is a lot going on right now, um, inside the industry and kind of periphery from the industry. So yeah. Okay. All right. Um. Well, why don't we start off simple. Yeah. Uh, why don't you tell me what you're smoking? Actually, well, have you picked yet? Do you have the yes. lineup? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna start. I don't know what my second cigar is gonna be. I'm gonna grab something, but this will probably. This is a, the Pearl Del Mar uh, Cardojo in the Corona Gorda size. Ooh, interesting. Uh, so I'm gonna light that one up, and then I'll pick something at random from the uh, Travel Humidor I got here. So I have three in front of me, all very good cigars, and uh-huh. I uh, any one of them I could start with. I was gonna start with the first one, but you know what? I'm going to pull a Bear Duplissy. I'm going to let you pick. Okay. So I got a Padron 1926 Maduro 48. Uh-huh. I have a Rocky Patel Tavacusa. And I have the All Saints Dedication. Interesting one. I'm going to say... Go with that Tavacusa. Okay. Go with that Tavacusa. Um, to me, that cigar was the start of kind of Rocky Patel getting on a roll particularly with a San Andreas wrapper. Okay. So I'm kind of curious to see what you think of that. You can do that. Yep. Yeah, it's interesting. One minute. I'm going to cut and light this now. And while we're doing so, once again, I just want to thank everyone for being here with us tonight. If you're watching at home live, uh, if you're listening to us, Wherever podcasting be found, um, where you where you can find us, Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon, uh, Stitcher, all of them. I think Sirius. I think we're on Sirius too. Um, same place you can find all the episodes of the regular Smoking Tobacco Show, um, as well as uh, Prime Time with Cigar Coop. Um, we're in all the same places, as well as our YouTube channel. If you're watching us on YouTube, thank you for watching. Don't forget to like and subscribe. We really appreciate it. We love it. Um, and we thank you all for your support. Absolutely. And we thank you for being here. Um, yeah. By the way, cigar, our shows are not on Spotify yet. That is getting fixed. Uh, we had to make it. We have to make a change to our account plan to do that. So, um, and, and it's just long, to be, and just to clarify for the listeners, you're talking about cigar coop specifically. The the cigar coop shows. Yeah. This all of our anything that's under the cigar coop shows the primetime umbrella and smoking syndicate. We're not on Spotify, um, but we need to fix that. So it's, it's not a straightforward. We could just add it to our account the way we set things up. So we're setting something up probably in the next few weeks and we'll be on Spotify because we, I recognize a lot of people do listen through Spotify. It's becoming more and more the choice uh, podcast catcher. Yeah. We got a lot of listeners on Spotify as yeah, well. Yeah. And uh-huh. we're missing out on that. So, so Ben and I have been talking about that and we're going to kind of tweak our plan. We have to, it's a little more complicated than because I'll just simplify the details we have video in there and that's what makes it a little more complicated and because yeah. we have video we can't use our existing account for spotify 
Absolutely. Yeah, so that's the problem. Yeah, so we have to fix that. Um, so I guess we can get right into it. I know there's a there's a couple of things um that you wanted to get off the list. Um yep. on the list that you, you have of topics that you wanted to cover. Uh your spare notes include I'm gonna hit the highlights and then we can maybe yep. chisel it down from there. But we got cigar media versus mainstream media, uh why the cigar industry fails at petitions and calls to action time and time again. La Rover goes direct, Ministry of Cigars sh- shut down. And uh, oh, and that's just a non-related note. So you got you got some things there. Um, yep. I'll let you pick where you want to start, and we'll we'll go from there. Um, I'll just go. I guess let's um let's kind of go simple. We'll start with the law or goes direct first. Sure. Okay. Um, so this was probably the worst kept secret in the cigar industry, and what we mean by law Aurora goes direct is um. They have uh, officially announced that um, La Aurora's products are going to be sold directly through La Aurora. Uh, there's a website that's been set up to do that. And um, as opposed to going to your brick and mortar, which is the way you've gotten La Aurora for years. So this is kind of, you know, this has been a very polarizing thing. Um, to be fair to La Aurora, they're not the first company to do this. But I think when you look at the, the amount of time this company has been around, it's a significant move. And it's I don't an know. Interesting if, move for them. It's an interesting move. I don't know if it's the right move for them. Um, you know, but again, there's other companies that have been selling direct for a long time. So this is not new. But, but La Aurora, which you think of a very 1903 oldest factory in the Dominican Republic. Uh, if you go to LaAurora.com, you can see this. Now, this was the worst kept secret because the, because this website is there was like a prototype of this website that's been out there since like February. Right. So, you know, we, and I sensed it wasn't complete, but it was out there and you could see it. Um, and then if you remember, um, there was a guy by the name of Willie Morante that he went to go, he went from Miami to La Aurora when Miami was scaling back their staff. Right. And Willie was going to be like a brand ambassador. Right. So as this was going on, I figured, okay, they're going to have this website, but they'll probably still wholesale through retailers. And they have a guy like Willie, more than capable of doing that. Then Willie ends up leaving La Aurora, and now they're just going direct. So now they have no boots on the ground. Um, they were selling at the trade show through Miami Cigar. I don't, I have not gotten an update if that's changed or not yet. Some people are saying it's changed. Some people are saying it's not. But it's a significant move. It's a polarizing move. It's definitely one getting a lot of attention, at least in the Southeast, for sure, in terms of what this is going to mean for La Aurora. Yeah, it, you know, it's interesting. I know that you mentioned uh, it's not the first company. And there's another ma- so there's another major company that comes to mind, you know, when we talk about this uh-huh. um, fairly larger company go, that goes direct to consumer. That's Davidoff. Davidoff has their own yeah. website uh, where they any consumer can go to Davidoff for DavidoffCigars.com. I don't know the exact address is, but um, you know, if you go over there, you check out and buy stuff directly from them. So, yeah, I mean, bigger brands. I, I feel like maybe that's a trend with bigger brands. You know, you, you get really big and then you just don't feel the need to um, go by way of brick and mortar. And you're like, well, I'll just kind of do everything I want to do. Um, would you say that's a fair assumption or do you think... Um- that- I don't know. I mean, Davidoff's a, re- Davidoff's a really unusual case um, in that 
well, Davidoff hasn't really adjusted their field sales model. So they've kind of put this out there as another alternative. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they still have their appointed merchants. They still have the, um, you know, they still have this. Uh, you can still buy Avo Camacho, you know, uh, if you're anyone. They have a sales team they haven't changed. Um, so, so from that standpoint, I think they've actually, um, they, they've kind of, but the only thing is that you have guys who are, you know, obviously making commitments as an appointed merchant. And now basically they don't have, you know, they're basically competing with online. So that, that's the difference I've seen with that right now. So let's go, uh, let's kind of go into a different direction here. Let's talk about kind of a side note kind of thing that's a, Obviously, you know, you've been around long enough. You've heard the rumors and the things that swirl around about online sales going away. Uh-huh. Uh, what's your take on that? And then how do you think that that will, uh, you know, you see these companies starting to kind of go direct. They have their own website, whatever. You know, someday maybe like, oh, that goes away. Um, then you're forced to go back to really focusing on brick and mortars because that's right. the only way you're going to get it out there. You know, what, what, what's your take on that uh, hypothesis? No, I of, think it's uh, kind of a, I think it's definitely something that, I'd like to understand um, why they're investing cycles in this. Um, you know, if you think, you know, I, I, it, it, it definitely, it's definitely something that makes me go, that makes me wonder because um, if that does go away, let's put it like this. Let's say it went away tomorrow. Okay. Davidoff would be in a much better position than, than La Aurora right now. La Aurora would basically have to find a sales force tomorrow. At least Davidoff has their sales force in, in play. So they're at a little bit more of an advantage, they, you know, but La Aurora would have a tougher time right now because they just don't have, unless they, ha, unless they're still selling through Miami, that's the only thing I could say, which is right. the big question. But in reality, they don't have that boots on the ground right now in here because Miami doesn't have much of a sales force. If you think about that. Very true. So, so, so yeah, I think it's a valid question. Like, you know, in these sites, I mean, I looked at the La Aurora site, I do know a little bit about what it takes to put up an e-commerce site. That is an industrial strength e-commerce site. That's not a uh, one that's been put together with like strength, you know. So there's definitely some some serious uh, some serious put into that. So you know, for a while, I don't know if they saw CLE was selling direct as well. But again, they would do again. It wasn't at the they weren't making a large stink about it, and they didn't do it at um they didn't do it necessarily at a, a level that um you know, would affect their sales model. My, my thing is this. Okay. Here's, here's what I'm just going to kind of say. So with just, I'm just sorry. I'm just, just so everyone knows I'm reading some comments from the, uh, from the chat section here and, uh, and I'll bring that up after I'll I'll let you go ahead. Okay. Just, I have some, there's some comments here. Right. So I, so here's the thing. I think a company certainly has a right to go direct. Okay. I know it pisses brick and mortars off and I don't think it's the right thing to do. I think you do need to work with your brick and mortar, but here's the one use case I would say with this is if you're 100 miles away from or 50 miles away, then you could buy direct from the company, okay? Um, that would be the one way I would say is somehow set the system up by that or do something like what McAuliffe's done with, um, where they kind of find you the, the retailer to do that. You know, I think if you went with either one of those approaches, it's better. I think you're going a little bit of a dangerous route right now okay. uh, with this. Yeah, I, I have um, our friend Gracie Rodriguez shipping and taxes for online orders always makes me go back to B&M's. Uh, our friend Dan Thompson from McAuliffe Cigars um, says sales channels are a very strategic decision for a company. Uh, Sam Ventura from Crux Cigars supporting brick and mortar business is the backbone of this industry. 
there's <clears throat> more to it than just price. And then uh, Nelson DeMello, our friend Nelson DeMello uh, from Smoking Tobacco also says, CLE, the big stick provider. Asylum, I'm assuming. I was going to say, I was, I was just going to say, but I had something in my throat. Nelson, I think you're thinking of Asylum Cigars, but you're on the right track there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, at Nova... Um, Nova's the, the, done. Yep. Nova's Nova's in kind of in that, in that situation too. Uh, and they're a much smaller company that's looking to emerge. Um, and I, I think it's, you know, they're, they're worth noting and I don't, I'm not knocking them. You know, they're, 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 they're a company I've, I've had a, a friendship with in the past. Um, uh, I, I still think they're good people. Um, but yeah, they're direct to consumer. And that's one thing I've pointed out to them that, um, you know, it, I can see right now, like they're trying to get their stuff out there. I get that. I, you know, they're trying, you know, they're trying to get it out there any way they can get people online buying stuff, but you're going to get to a point as you continue to grow that brand, you know, you're going to need to pull away from that and you're going to have to just kind of rely on your brick and mortar retailers. Um, which I, because I think that, you know, like McAuliffe cigars kind of went through this too with, I know some people, I, I won't, mention any names and stuff, but I know McAuliffe, I can say, um, ran into this situation where they were with certain people and they were doing some, some online retail stuff. And there was some brick and mortars that they went to who said, we'll take you in. Uh, but you know, we don't, we don't want to take you in if you're doing that. And they ended their relationship. And I think we all remember that yeah. announcement that they made, they ended their relationship with certain folks and kind of reorganized and went right into brick and mortars and, and being able to be sold, you know, right in shops and whatnot. So, um, you know, we've seen people go both ways with it. We've seen the growing pains with smaller companies, you know, coming up like Nova McAuliffe. Uh, we have seen the larger companies kind of get to that point where they're like, well, I mean, I can kind of do what I want. I'm, you know, everyone knows who I am. Um, and whatever the reason is, you know, whether, you know, with Davidoff, La Aurora, um, we see it on both sides of the spectrum, if that all makes sense to kind of, you know, bring it all back together. Um, it, it is interesting, you know, and, it, and it's something that we always preach is something we always say, support your local brick and mortar retailers. And I would still preach that. I still stand by that. Uh, do I buy online? Yes. Um, I buy online from very few people who all of which I know personally, and I know, and I've been to their shops in person, brick and mortar. Um, those are the people I buy from. Um, twoguyscigars.com, Smoke In, Corona, Mardo. Um, you know, those are all people who yeah. you know, I, I buy from. But they all have but they all have brick and mortars too. And I've been yeah. to all of them and I've spent yeah. money in those stories. Like I it's, it's it's I just I support those people. Um, I'm not gonna lie, there's catalog companies I buy from though. Um, mm. even though they do have brick and mortars, I mean I have a very good relationship with JR Cigars. They've been fantastic to deal with, um, and they ha they've had a lot of special products. We've been focusing on their 50-year anniversary series. So they've been very, you know, they've been very good. And I know they're not a traditional B&M per se, even though they do have stores and lounges. Um, I think people still look at them as a catalog company, but I'm not going to lie. I have a very good relationship with them, as does the Coronas, the two guys, the, the Smoke-Ins. Uh, you know, I could go down the Neptunes, you know, so all the ones you said as well. Oh, yeah, Neptune, you know, yep. yeah. Yeah, so, um, you know, and like I said, a lot of – and so there's some stores I'll just call up, like, and, and get stuff from. So, 
Yeah, Sam well. Vin, Sam Ventura from Crux Cigars uh, made a great comment. Bernie brick and mortar retailers have an e-commerce option, which is a great way for people to support them while taking advantage of the convenience factor, which is very true. And that's yeah. kind of like what I was saying too. And I think I really yeah. emphasize, you know, like they still have B&M yeah. uh, and you're supporting them too, which is great. Um, when I was homebound last year, like um, on lockdown, more my self-imposed lockdown, uh, that's I took total advantage of that. Yeah, and that right. was a very good option to have. And I think last year, all things considered, you know, with everything going on, yeah, online was probably the best way, you yeah. know, and everyone wasn't going out, going to stores, going to shops. It's like, well, why am I going to risk going out in public to the shop when I can just stay at home, order safely, it comes to my house. Yeah. Um, and you know, everyone was buying yeah. last year as we know. So, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. it just, I, I, and I did some of that as well. And I, and again, I, su- I supported the people I ordered online from are people who, uh, I know have a nice, strong B&M presence as well. And I just continued to support that. Yeah. I mean, with, you know, La Aurora, there's some of my favorite cigars come out of La Aurora. Uh, the Cien Anos Maduro is my all-time favorite cigar. I buy a box or two of them a year. Look, here's the deal. If if I, if there's brick and mortars that have it, and as long as the price ain't gouged, I'll buy it, right? Um, when I say gouged, it could be a little higher than MSRP. I'm okay with that, uh, especially with shipping. I'll buy it. However, if I can't find it, I'm going to buy direct from La Aurora. I, I'm not going to lie. It doesn't yeah. change how I feel about that cigar. Um, it doesn't change how I feel. Look, there are people in that company that have been very good to me over the years as well, um, down in the Dominicans. The Manuel Noah is... Uh, especially so you know that unfortunately you know that's their business model choice but there's that's a product i really like and i'm not going to change my mind on that can i just take a moment to pause here for a second yeah i'm running into this issue that's so annoying in my facebook chat i've, I've opened and closed my app and all that several oh times. it's a nightmare those facebook chats this is well normally it just kind of stays there and i can see all the messages but like well, they keep like fading away and I have to tap and open it again. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, I don't yeah. know how to make that stop. It's been frustrating. Jay Davis is with us again tonight. Our shop has no e-commerce or website, but even we ship online. But you know, you could call Jay. Look, look, you could call Jay and get the cigars there. We, we've constantly promoted them on, on our shows with that. They have great service um, with that as well. So that's, cer- that's certainly an option. Yep. And take advantage of that too. Cause it's, you know, like I said, he's very, they're very good about that. So, when online is 40% off like Holtz or when an online catalog is an extension of a supplier of mine, I don't like that. But one's tied to B&M, like two guys, Corona, Abe, Neptune, that is different in my mind. And I think I would fully agree with Jay on that. Yeah, I, I think I agree too. Yeah. But I, like I said, I wasn't going to lie. I do have relationships with some of the catalog companies as well. So it, I'd be hypocritical if I didn't say that. And Dan Thompson writes us, tobacco business is regulated. Most of the online sales Thing keeps going away. Advertising techniques are not available. Will be challenging for any manufacturer to build the. Yeah. Com- um, they keep disappearing on me. But anyway, you get the gist. Uh, you know, and I agree. And, and there's some good comments, some good feedback here. In the yeah, it's very so good. It's everyone, very- everyone, thank you for being here and commenting along with us tonight. We really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, it's a it's a very polarizing topic for sure. Um, yeah, the online conversation and debate thing is is one that you know it, it does get talked about and whatnot um and it's always interesting to get different angles of it um and i think this was a, a great um a great way to bring it up tonight with the laro news yeah um but let's move on to our next our next uh yep our bone to pick from coop uh where do you want to hit now 
Uh, what did I have next? Um, there's a couple of things. I know there's a couple of things you weren't sure you were going to bring up, but that one, yeah, what I'm, what I told you, I'm not sure I'm not bringing up. So, all right. All right. Okay. All right. All right. I'll uh, just, okay. Let's go. Uh, let's go to the top. Let's talk about this media versus cigar media thing and tell them, And I want to kind of give you a little context for what, what this is about. All right. All right. So let me ask you, I'm going to pose a question to you. Okay. Right. And the question is, okay. Um, if someone says the media is dishonest, how do you react to that? It's an interesting question. Yeah. Well, yeah. the, e I, all right. The easiest thing to say mm -hmm. and, the, and the fastest, shortest, you know, without explanation, just firing right. out of the cannon. Yeah. There's media that, that's dishonest. Yes, Ab there is. Absolutely. Yes, 100%. There, yes, there is. But there's also media that's honest. There is. Yep. Um, and this, this is a, this is a conversation that can get complicated, not because, um, it's just hard to understand. I just say there's just, there's so many different people with different, uh, angles and there's different avenues. There yeah. are dishonest media. There is honest media. I would say when it comes to mainstream media, um, it's hard to believe everything you hear because mm -hmm. a lot of that stuff is, especially when, you, when you're talking like, you know, the big, with the big ones like Fox News, CNN, uh, MSNBC. I mean, listen, we're not going to get political here, but when you get to those big time mainstream media news channels and it's all politics all the time, yeah, none of that's 100% true, okay? They're both saying shit to, um, you know, kind of get the other side going or getting people. Uh, there is. There is different avenues, though, where, you know, it's pretty straightforward, simple stuff. Um, I get that. When it comes to cigar media, uh, I, I think I know where you're going with this. I could be wrong. I think you're trying to compare mainstream media honesty with uh, – and how that rele uh, is relevant to or equal to cigar media being honest. Um, I would obviously, again, the answer is 100% without a doubt. I think there's cigar media that's also dishonest too. Um, and I think that there's several, when it, in pertaining to cigar media, I would say that there's pr probably different reasons for that than like the dishonesty of like a mainstream media. I think it's similar, but I think it's still different. I don't know if that's where you're going with this, but that's where I am right now. Okay. So kind of, okay. So look, my thing is when a blanket statement is made, okay, that media, that, that the media is dishonest. I take personal offense to that. Okay. If you want to say, Network ABC, network XYZ, not to pick ABC, XYZ is dishonest. I'm okay with that, right? But I don't like being punished with the rest of the class. And guess what? Even though I'm a, a rounding error in the landscape of media, I still take media seriously as a craft. I still take it seriously as a profession. Let me kind of give you an example of, and this comes up a lot, right? So I think, because this comes up a lot, but let me give you an example of where this really kind of played into a, a situation I had. I don't know if you remember this, but last year during the election, okay, there was this virtual event that was set up called Cigar Enthusiasts for Trump. Do you remember that? 
and they'll bring Donald yes. Trump Jr. and they'll bring Donald yes. Trump and they'll bring Donald Trump Jr. in. Okay. Yes, I know uh, about the meeting. Yes. Okay. So basically I was invited to it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I got invited to it and, and um and look, I was going to it, right? My goal of going to that meeting was very, I'm being very honest. It was um to get a temperature check how serious the Trump administration was about about regulation with the cigar industry. I wanted to see how serious were they interested or were they committed to it, right? Right. Um and um what ha- and I thought it would be a good good forum to do it. And certainly I was gonna write about that, right? I I, I was definitely gonna write about that, right? Um so but what happened is in the first minute of the meeting, the people who were organizing the meeting, they said, if you're a member of the media, we'd like for you to leave. Okay. So I left because I didn't I'm not distinguishing cigar media to other media. Okay. And I put us I put up a little thing on, on social media saying I was disappointed that this I wasn't told about this ahead of time. Because um, I'm not angry, but I'm disappointed that they should have just said, if you're a member, why are you inviting members of the media and then telling them not to be there? Right. That, that's the part I don't quite understand. Right. Yeah. Well, this set off. Well, we weren't talking about you. We were talking about mainstream media. We were, t- you know, your cigar media, you could stay. That's different. And I'm like, well, in my book, there's no difference. OK, because I was going in there. Look, I'm not really going in there to, to, to have a cigar with Donald Trump Jr. All right. I'm going in there because I'm trying to get a pulse for where where the industry is with the uh, with the administration. I, I had a goal, and that's what I wanted to do. I could have sat there and not wrote anything, right? But that's not really what I wanted to do. I had a, I had a total goal with this thing in mind, right? And it turns out that there were some reasons. Um, they have to be a little careful with this, having media there because there's this quid quid pro quid pro quo and stuff like that, and um, but. In the end, I felt I would make that. Everyone was telling me they didn't mean for you to go. They meant for mainstream media to go. But in my book, I don't draw a lot. There's not a difference in my book. Because, and again, what I do with Cigar Coop is a little more to write about rapper buying the film. So, right. so from that point, you can't say one media is different than the other. And oh, the other thing is I'm going to respect that rule. They said they, that media is not going to be there. I'm going to have some integrity and say I'm not going to be there. But now I'm not criticizing any of the other cigar media who stayed there. I want to make that very clear. This is my personal decision. But that point, I realized I can't separate the two. And the other thing I'll say is if there's if there is journalistic goals that I may have down the road beyond the cigar industry, I don't want to sacrifice my credibility by separating that. So I want to make sure that, look, I'll protect media. If there's bad media, whether it's political media or cigar media, I'll call it out. Right. But I take offense being lumped into a category of all media. That's just, that's just my opinion on that. Yeah. I mean, you bring up some interesting points. I think you have a, an interesting case here. Um, I, I have a comment here from our friend Jay Davis. I think the biggest problem with online media is separating gossip speculation from confirmed and sourced info. Yes. That's a, yeah, that's a big problem. Yeah. Look, that's a big problem. You know, I'll say this, and I'll be very honest. But Charlie Minato early on was very much on the rumor mill. Like he was very much like TMZ. But okay. in the last few years, that's turned around. It's a much more credible, it's very credible pred- uh, publication. So I've seen him kind of mature and kind of change, change a lot for the better with that. But, uh, you know, I, I can tell you, 
I get stories once a week, right? And people think they're giving me information. Well, if I can't validate the information, it ain't going up, right? <laughs> you could give mm-hmm. you could give me the juiciest scoop in the world, right? But if I can't, like, well, you can't tell anyone I said this. Well, then how can I validate it? It's like there's no there's no point in contacting me unless you're gonna say, hey, I could call this person and ask for a quote. And nine out of ten times, it's I can't tell anyone. So that's like no giving story. someone that's like giving someone a gun and being like, yeah, here, but they don't, there's no bullets yeah. for it though. Well, so what, I could go unnamed sources. You could use that word unnamed sources, but that weakens your credibility, especially if you're right or wrong. Right. You want to have confirmed sources with that. Yeah. So, con- confirmed sources is always a big one. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, it's one thing. Here's what I'll say. If you write a story. That you're you're saying like, okay, there are rumors from multiple people that have been unconfirmed. This might be happening. And you stress that point that, hey, it's a rumor, but this is being talked about. Right. I would say that's fair and that's one thing. But you write a page with rumors and then sell it as like, yeah, this is set in stone. That's something completely different. And I think that there's a lot of both. Um, I know that there's been articles I've read from people we know. Um, and I like I know Barry Stein is one who's done this. Uh, and this is not a knock on Barry. Uh, I know I've in the past, I've read some stuff where he said, oh, there, there's rumors about this. And that's one thing. It, it was stated. That's one thing. Rumors. If you say it's a rumor, if you say yeah. it's one of these rumors, it's fine. Yeah. Right. So as again, I'm not knocking Barry. It's, it's, I know I, he's written stuff like that. It's just as an example, like, oh, like, hey, there's rumors, blah, blah, blah. And that's like, oh, this is interesting. I wonder what will happen. And then there's stuff that I've read, and I won't say who's done it. Um, and I'm like, hmm, interesting. And I get to thinking about it. And then I, I know everyone in the industry. And I start talking with people. Hey, did you hear about this? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. But I, I don't know. That doesn't seem right to me. And then someone jumps in and is like, well, I know so-and-so and he didn't say anything. He would have said something, blah, blah, blah. You know, and, and then it's just like a bunch of people sitting around like telling different versions of that story. And then the end, that person comes out and goes, I don't even know what the fuck you guys are talking about. Like, this is like, I didn't even say any of that. So, and then yeah. at the end of the day, that just creates misinformation. And then that information just trickles out like wildfire. And then one, it's one of those things that's it's out there for a little while and people forget stuff, you know, and that's true. But it's like that moment of time while the rumors are out there, it can be damaging because then people yeah. start to, depending on whatever it is, um, you know, there's so many different examples I could give, but, you know, people hear stuff and then they start to believe it. And it's a lot of times people hear something or they read something one place, one time, and then it's just there. And then that's just, that's what they know. And they don't do enough research to be like, well, did Cigar Coop say this too? And it's like, well, one guy said it, so it's got to be it. And it's like, and then they, they, they live their life based on that going forward. And then, you know, eventually they find out it's not true. And then it, you know, it's, oh, well, um, especially with any kind of major news story, I always like to, to verify it the best yeah. way I can. I'll, like, I'll, I mean, I, you know, you and I both know a lot of people in the cigar industry that would put out information. I hear something and I'm unsure about it. I'll text that person themselves. Be like, you know, like Michael Herklotz or whoever. Yeah. I'd be like, hey, I heard this story. Is that true? Oh, yeah. Well, it wasn't supposed to be out there. But yeah, 
oh, okay, cool. And then it's sometimes yeah. it's no, 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 no. They misquoted what I said or blah, blah, blah. Um, because, you know, that's just yeah. how shit starts. Well, look, when you mentioned, look, look, the other side of the coin is Barry did put that story out that Oliva was sold to General. And I got to be honest with you. I was already prepping articles that Jay Cortez was going to be taking over Oliva. And I saw that and I'm like, someone gave him bad information because I had some, I was pr- pretty privy. Charlie was probably more privy than me on, on some stuff, but I had enough information to know that that was going to Jay Cortez. So I, I actually had an article ready to go like the same day it happened, right? The same thing with Drew Estate going to uh, Swisher. Like yeah. that was leaked out. And I had a really good source on that one, right? I could not put, I could not go with a really good source. Uh, in fact, there was another guy who actually had the same source and he had a website called the cigar nut. He went and put it out there and he, he got hammered this guy and it mm. actually turned out he was right on everything. So, um, you know, there's things where you put that out there, it could damage the relationship. It could damage. You don't want to damage the sale. You don't want anything out there that's going to damage the sale. But when stuff like that does come in and I think it's more than rumor, I'm already prepping information. So I hit a, a button when it goes out, like, cause people wondered, how did I have a, an analysis of this whole thing? done in like a half hour it was like yeah because i was working on this so um there's things that you know sometimes you do pull on these threads right but this but i would be very hesitant to put it out in public because not only could you be wrong and damage your credibility but you could damage something for these companies as well which i don't think is anyone's intent very very true yeah um, but this is a sore subject with me matt this because it's come it came up again this past week and someone, I guess, uh, someone took a shot at media, and I really did not like the shot that was taken at media. Do you want to say like, who, I, who said what? It was Mike Velody. It was Mike Velody. Okay. I mean, it's yeah. out there. So it's, it's, you know, and I love Mike Velody. He's a friend of mine. And I know Mike wasn't directing it at me, right? Yeah, Mike Velody's cool. But, uh, you know, Mike Velody's great. His politics, I don't agree with all his politics, right? But, um, but I felt insulted. And I told him that. And I put him out in a public way. I said, I feel insulted. He goes, well, I didn't mean you, but. I, again, I still take what I do seriously enough, even though I'm a small part of this, I don't throw a line. If you want to say that there's political media that's completely off the wagon, that's fine. Then, then put the boundary in it. Don't put every type of media in that thing. Regardless, it's a semantics thing with me. Don't do that. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe I'll be writing political media someday. I don't know. You know and, and hopefully I could bring an honest spin to it. But yeah. I don't know. That could be something down the road. I don't. So I take it. I take offense to that. I did to a lot of it. So there's an interesting comment from Jay Davis here. Um, I'm and I'm sure you'll have something to say on this too. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes yeah. cigar media oversteps, like Cigar Authority, giving Atabay their product a 100. I mean, come on. That's a conflict of interest. So I think more than anything. So I don't. You know, that's. You know. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's. I think you just got to put that to the side. I mean, if I was them, I would just put that to the side and not score it. That's just me. Um, I think Cigar Authority operates as an excellent media entity. I, I agree. Really do. I agree. I agree. But I think that one, but and I think they're also very clear. They are an extension of their retail operation. Uh, but I think they do a very good job. They do. They produce a quality product. This is just my opinion because I love. I love David. I would just put that one to the side. That's the only one. That's the only thing I would say. Just put it to the side. You don't need to go down that road. You don't need to go down that route. You can certainly talk about the product, but maybe just don't score it would be the one thing I say. 
I guess I could see both sides of the yeah, argument yeah. on that one. Yeah. Yeah. I can see and respect both sides. Yeah. Um, you know, I think at the end of the day, yes. I mean, obviously there is a there is a retailer attached to Scar Authority. Um and um also I want to clarify um because I know I know how Dave and Oliver and everyone will respond to that comment. And this is all yeah. respect. This is to respect and everyone will even to Jay. Mm-hmm. Um, I know how people want to look at it, but technically it, it's not really a cigar authority or a two guys product. It is a product distributed by United. That, yeah, I mean, yes, David Garofalo owns that company, but it operates very independently and separate. Um, so I just want to throw that out there. Yeah, um, I, and and, I, and, that's do, just, and, they, and, and that's just and that's just because uh, that's kind of me just saying that for Dave, who I know will make that point, and I have a lot of respect for Dave. We do, Dave yeah, is, yeah, and Oliver and everyone over there. I have a yeah. lot of respect for them, and I'm, I am friends with them, and I know them, and so I just want to clarify that. But having said that, I do understand both sides of the argument. Um, I do look, and they certainly should be able to talk about, again. Being an extension of that, they should certainly be able to talk a lot about Atabay. I would just, the only thing I would do is not score it. That's just my opinion. But I think at the same time, they are actually a, uh, a totally legitimate media outlet, and, um, especially on the podcast. Absolutely. Um, and, and they do, they do look, they're, they're, they're the number one podcast out there for a reason. I mean, so, and they are yeah. number one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they do a great job. They're, they're, yeah, yeah. they're class yeah. act. They are number one. Yep. Um, they like, I don't are... think it would make any difference if they didn't score out of base. My point. Right. I, think, I think they sell lots of out of base and they still be the number one podcast. That's just my opinion. Yeah. I mean, we, uh, wow. I mean, we, sorry, I'm just like trying to mentally digest a couple of different thoughts here. Um, <laughs> it's just, it's been one of those weeks. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I mean, I, I get it. And I, I, I see, I, I can see where, you know, they would, they would rate it. I mean, first of all, I mean, you can argue the whole hundred thing, like even if you just focus on what the rating is, regardless of the affiliation. Uh, I mean, it is it is a good is anyone, cigar. It is high up there. Fair, no one's gonna argue that's a, that that's an excellent cigar. I don't think anyone would argue that. Yeah. Um, I, I can understand that maybe one would view it as a conflict of interest, um, but you know, at the same time. You know, when it comes to reviews, no matter who's doing what product, I mean, it, it is all open to interpretation and it's all, you know, kind of whatever that person feels, you know, like you do a review, Charlie Minato does a review, if Ruth Whittington does a review, yep. um, you know, if Aaron does a review uh, from Developing Palettes, you know, that review is based on how that person interpreted, not just the cigar, but the experience and its construction yep. and its flavor and its burn. And any other factors that are tied to it, so it it, it, it I, I get it. You know, Charlie could have given it a hundred. I know he wouldn't. Right, hundreds don't really get thrown around. But like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's all like if if you know, it, it's again it, reviews and this. And I know this is a topic that's going to be coming up. Um, with a lot, them. yeah. And um, but yeah, reviews are. It's an interesting. It's an interesting realm. Because it's very opinion based to say it ha- the simplest it way. Sh- it should be, and it should be opinion based. Yes, that's so what it like, was meant to be. Yeah, you know, if you know, let's say you know, for example, like this Padron, right? This Padron yeah. has been reviewed by all of you, um, yeah. and you all have different scores and different reviews on yeah. it. Uh, but it's the same cigar, and it's very popular. It's arguably one of the best cigars on the market right now. 
Uh, Padron yep. 26 Maduro, or any Padron Maduro, really. Um, and, but they're all going to be different, you know, and that's fine. And it should be, you know, if you went out there and, and you half wheel developing pallets, cigar Craig, um, you all said it's a 95. It's chocolatey, nutty, a little bit of spice up front. Burn great, complex. All of it was like the same. It'd be like, ah, oh, he said that. It's like, okay, like it's good. That's good information. But it's if you're someone who likes to read reviews and you like, and you're someone who, I guess, uses that information. Um, where, what am I trying to say with this? Do rely on that information, I would say. If you're reading the same review, the same cigar all the time, it's just kind of like a waste. Um, it, it's and, and, and in a perfect world, obviously, that's never even going to happen because everyone tastes things differently and everyone has different experience when and how they smoke it or whatever. Um, so, of course, that's really never going to happen. Now, are there a handful of cigars in this world that have probably been reviewed, you know, even by cigar aficionado? You go talk about print media, you know, those guys. Uh, which that's a whole nother conversation in itself about how those things get reviewed um, when it comes to them. Uh, yeah. I mean, no one's ever going to have the same shit, but are there a handful of cigars out there that are all probably pretty close to similar because they're just that good and popular? Yeah. There's a few out there. Um, and I think we both know what some of those are, um, yeah. but regardless of those, the majority of cigars on the market, everyone's going to have something different to say. Um, getting back to that particular topic, um, I don't know. I guess it's tough for me to take a stance on that one. I, I, I could see it both ways, but I also understand what you're saying too. I mean, if, if there is some kind of conflict of interest, you know, maybe it would be in your best interest to not review it. Uh, I can respect that opinion as well. Uh, I can, and I can see where it comes from. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, and I have a, like Aaron and I have talked a lot about Aaron Loomis and I've talked a lot about the concept of a 100 scored cigar. And I mean, there's just certain, it, it, it's, it should be such a rarity, right? Um, but again, it comes down to, like most of the time when I see a 100-scored cigar, and, and, and look, Barry's not the only one giving out hundreds. This guy's, Catman gives out a ton of hundreds, right? Yeah. Um, but I, ne I, I never come out of any of these reviews saying, that's a 100-point cigar. I, I come out of it saying, they really like this cigar, right? But it, I never got the impression, 100's perfect. Right, no, and I never, I, none of these, not one review has ever convinced me. Even a cigar for Chanel's Connoisseur's Corner hasn't convinced me. Well, here's an interesting one. I don't think, yeah, I don't, I don't think anyone gave it a hundred, but I know it. I know a couple people gave it pretty damn close. I think it got like ninety-seven, ninety-eight. Um, I thought the Lancero got a hundred, uh, and that's going to be the uh, the Cohiba Vihike. Oh, okay, that I um, think I think cigar aficionado gave it like a ninety-eight. But they gave it That's a high. But... Yeah, but here's the thing. We, we were just talking about this uh, smoking syndicate the other night. Um, so Garfish and I are like the highest score they give during the regular season, meaning the, throughout the year is usually about a 94 or 95. Right. But when these cigars get into the and it's a tasting tournament that they do, when they get into that tasting tournament, every one of those scores, the scores are up. So you start seeing things hit the 98 mark. Right, mm -hmm. the 97, 98 mark, but you only see it in that tournament. I don't quite understand why they're scored higher in the tournament. That's the they've never. I, I it's the number. If I have one question to ask Dave Savona on the whole process, that's the question I have. So how does like Pledge, which was a 92, 
only a few months ago, go up to 98. We beat that one to death last year. Great cigar, but how did it go up six points? Is a is a is a huge amount in, in cigar ratings. So I thought. Hey, so that here's, was, yeah. here's something interesting that we can also yeah. bring into this conversation. Uh, yeah. Recently, um, Half Wheel put out a review of the Tatuaje T110 Sumatra, and they right. gave that cigar 91, which I okay. know is, and I think we talked about this, which is is that's high. That's high for them. That's a high. That's a high. It's a high. And that's for, high for, for you too. too. Yes. Yeah, that's high for me too. So you're seeing like two major reviewers online uh, do a lot of reviews. You know, you and Half Wheel. You know, 91's right. a high score for both of you. You know, and then you go to these publications. You know, the magazines, and you're seeing 94, 95. You know, if you get a magazine, even if you get one of them, I get all of them. I get Aficionado, Cigar Snob, Cigar Journal, uh, Cigar and Spirits. I mean, I, I got them all. They all come to the house. And I, and I read them and I don't read the reviews because I'm like, oh, wow. Like, and, and I bank, on, I read the reviews the same way you read the cartoons on Sunday morning in the paper entertainment, something to look at. Like, oh, hmm. uh, and the reason for that is, is because I guess I've always just kind of felt, I don't know. I guess I've always felt a little funny about some of the reviews that get put in those magazines because I look at some of the cigars and what some of the scores are and then I'm just going to say what everyone's thinking some people just won't say it I don't give a shit let's flip through the rest of the magazine if you know where I'm going with this don't tell me it's not true don't don't you sit there in the comment section or listen at home don't sit there and tell me where I'm going with this. Oh, no, that's not true. Because that's bullshit. And you all know it. Flip through that magazine and see how many ads that company has in that magazine. I'm going to go I'm back gonna, and I'm look tell at you that now. review and go, oh, 96. Wow. What, a, wow, <laughs> what an interesting you. take. I'm going to tell you no. Okay. You're going to tell me no. I'm going to tell you no. All right. This I, is okay, why we're here. This is spare okay, notes, but, but, baby. All right. So this is, all right two reasons. Okay. <laughs> One is they do Cubans that are high. Okay. And oh, that's reason- an interesting concept too, the Cubans. Uh, okay, 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 go ahead, so, go ahead. <laughs> but, but I've actually done okay. So there's an article on Coop that I did last year, and I looked at where cigars place in the top 25, and I looked at the companies that do press releases, and then I looked at the companies that did exclusive press releases, and then I looked at the companies that gave Cigar Aficionado the exclusive press releases. Right, and it was those companies that consistently that consistently um, were the ones high. So a lot of it, I believe, is the relationship with the company. Now, you can argue that part of that relationship is an advertising thing. I'll, I'll give you that. But I've never tried to, because I don't know, I'm trying to say innocent proof. But there's definitely a correlation. If they're not like, if you notice if Aficionado is not getting like a, an exclusive press release, you're not going to see that cigar in the top 10. No. Chances are. There's a few exceptions, but that's what I'm saying. It's, it, it, I think it's much more with the relationship piece with that. And again, I just want to clarify my statement before because I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying every single one, but there are some that I feel that way about. Yeah. I mean, and I'm not it's, knocking it's, those companies either. It's not really like it's on them. Like, yeah. the cigar gets really high. That's great. Some of them are like, good. I like that cigar. It's great. Yeah. I just feel that I've seen a pattern with some brands in some magazines. Yeah. Where I'm like. 
Maybe it's and, coincidence, and, but I'm like, hmm, interesting. Here, here's I'll even go back and say further. Name the last company that didn't get that, that got a number one cigar that didn't have an exclusive press release from Cigar Aficionado. Hmm. Go look at it. You, 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 you can't find one. So basically what you're saying is, I mean, you're not fully disagreeing with me, but you disagree on some level. Because I mean, part I, I of what listen- you... Because part of what you said kind of agrees, but then part of what you said kind of disagrees, unless I just misheard you. I think it's the relationship piece first. Okay. I, I really did. All right. I think it's that piece first. And I'm, I'm talking more about the top 25 because, look, they can throw a 94, 95 out there and then try to build a relationship that way. So I guess know, that's kinda, true you know, as well. Yeah. You can always. But I, I want to say that, that, look, look, I, while I haven't interviewed Cigar Ficcionato people, um, Abe the Babner's interviewed them, uh, Dave Savona. Dave mm-hmm. Burke's interviewed Dave Savona. And I do think he has a lot of integrity. So that's why I want, I, I'm, I'm a little careful about saying that. But I also think that this relationship piece thing plays into every type of media to some extent. Look, I'm going to, if, if I have a relationship with a the company, they may not get higher scores, but they're probably going to have more products uh, reviewed just because I have access to it. Right. And that's just the nature of the beast. Um, you know, we try, like obviously, there's some companies we know that don't send samples, and, and I try to buy those. But in general, there's sometimes there's companies that are getting stuff reviewed because we're getting product from them that probably I wouldn't go out and buy a lot of this product. So I try to balance that off to not to not tilt the list that way um, and try to give it more of an even playing field with that. Yeah. And again, when you get into that conversation of reviews and scores and all that, there's so many different ways that conversation goes. Um, you know, and at the end of the day, everyone's doing it differently. Everyone has their own opinion on that cigar when they review it. Everyone has an, everyone's entitled to an opinion on the review when they read it. Everyone's entitled to their, you know, opinion on the guidelines, um, of which those cigars are reviewed. I know there's a, you know, you, you're very open when it comes to your guidelines that you follow yeah. or not, not yeah. even just your reviews, but like, yeah. all, like all your awards and everything you do. You right. give something like that out there and you put it out there in the world. I know that you have a list of guidelines of everything you put yeah. out. So, which is important, I think. And it's, it's nice to have that posted. Uh, so no one can ever, you know, say anything against it, I guess, to an extent. No, um, no, exactly. Uh, so, the other thing, Matt, I'll just add in uh, just on that. I've done it now. Aaron Loomis has done it too. We disclose at the end of the year, and we started doing this last year, what we got samples of and what we got sponsors of, and we calculate average scores based on those, th- that data, right? So th- w- w- these cigars were samples. These cigars were not samples. These cigars were from sponsors. These were not from sl- sponsors. And guess what? They were virtually a dead heat in both cases. And it was a- enough of a sample set on both to really kind of show that. So we both kind of have, have started. We've encouraged other media to do that. But we're the only two who have started doing that. Right. Um, because we, we say, okay, you want to say that we were influenced by sponsors and okay, here it is. Same with the top 25 list. I do, we do the same thing with the top 25 list. So you, you could see it out there and then argue with me. You could argue with me, but the data, we have the data out there. So the phone's lighting up over there. Yeah. I got to turn it off. It's, uh, it's going, it's, I'm on this baseball thread. Yeah. I apologize. All right. That's speaking of baseball, the Red Sox beat the Yankees today or what? No, they lost. Did they? Last yeah. time I looked, they were two one in the eighth. They lost five. They lost five three, and the, and the Phillies won. So uh, wow. I, I look. I think Boston's okay. I think Boston and the Yankees are gonna be the wild cards at this point. So um, 
I don't think you're in any danger. So, I mean, it's going to be a one, there's going to be a big, that's going to be a huge wild card game when that happens. So well, they're, they're tied for number two right now. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. And um, look, the, the Yankees, we talked a couple of weeks ago, how the Yankees looked like they were sleepwalking. They have started to get it a little together now in the last couple of weeks. So um, they, they came out of, but they had a bad early September for sure. Yeah. So this is the time to do it. Yeah. Um, we won't get into baseball this week. We have, we have a plethora of other topics yep, we got to yep, hit. Yep, yep, absolutely. Um, that was a good, we, scoring's going to be one we talk a lot. Like Aaron and I are constantly talking about scoring. Bear and I are constantly talking about scoring. I'm sure we'll talk about scoring here. And look, people say, why do we talk about it? We're in the media business, guys. This is this is what we do. This is what we do. This is fair. This is fair notes. We're giving you a little bit of the uh, behind the scenes inside baseball here on this, so to speak. You know, and I know a lot of people might disagree with what I said before, and, and that's okay. Um, no, I mean you're entitled to an opinion. I mean, but you know, hey, you know, it, I I I call it like I see it, and you know, sometimes in the media yeah. you gotta you know you gotta kind of say how you feel, yeah. and if it creates controversy yeah. and people don't like it, right. it's just kind of well. I mean, I, look, I, I, can, <laughs> I can tell you if I see. If I see a media outlet doing something that's a da- that could potentially damage cigar media as a whole, believe me, I'm going to take the first. I'm going to fire f- shots first. So because it's just I, I I am protective of our of our of cigar media as a whole. So right. you know whether I like everyone in cigar media or not, the other case I'm going to protect cigar media on that. The other thing I'll say to to it too is just I guess my my last note on it before I, I walk away from it is you know and again I, I my opinion on it. You know, again, I'll say it's not every single cigar brand, whatever. Uh, I just feel that there's some of them where it just seems a little obvious to me uh, that maybe the scores could be a little bit influenced outside of the cigar itself. Uh, and I don't knock oh, the brand oh. for it. And I understand why maybe the outlet doing it would do so. Um, and, and I get it. I just don't know if I fully agree with it. Um, so, that's, that's so, so Matt, it's, it's, I absolutely agree with that statement. Okay. I see how many times I like this. We like this person, right? Right. We're going to review this cigar from this person at the expense of maybe not reviewing another cigar. Right. Look, I love Steve Saka's cigars. I love Nick Malolo's cigars, but guess what? Those cigars are constantly rated high but they're also like they show up on the consensus every year because people are prioritizing those cigars over other cigars so you don't see a lot of altitudes of fuente on these on these lists because they're not prioritized higher because people like soccer people like Melillo, they you know and they want to look and it's also easy to talk about stuff you like right so it does happen and, and look i've had to make some really tough uh reviews and i've i've pissed some people off um you know and it happens right you know, I remember my first McAuliffe review was in 88, right, with Dan, right? And I have a great relationship with Dan from McAuliffe. And, he, and, and look, he, there was no hard feelings or anything. You know, I gave an honest opinion, you know, on it, right? So it, it, my, I, there was a company called M. Bombay. I killed their first cigar. They became one of my biggest sponsors for a few years after that. So, right. you, know, um, you know, so go figure that it, it happens. There is, a, again, this is very much a subjective thing we do with reviews. The idea is you, you should try to minimize the outside distractions and you really should try to put relationships to the side it is no if they're sending you product and that's another story then certainly you have a right to review that product um yeah yeah absolutely anyway we'll move on from this uh this will be a topic i know we come back to in the upcoming week so well we have an interesting question here uh yeah. gracie rodriguez says excuse my ignorance uh never any ignorance gracie everyone has a gracie's question. awesome gracie's She's awesome by the way 
She awesome is awesome. Target. And don't no, yep. no, there's, there's no such yep. thing as stupid questions, crazy. It's okay. Absolutely not. Uh, yep. But why aren't reviews just be why why hold on, I don't know why I just like fucked that up. <laughs> but why aren't reviews just be blind reviews? Educate me. Interesting question. Uh, um, it's a very costly process to do blind reviews. Mm-hmm. Um Look, and Aaron Loomis, who is on development house, used to be the co-owner of Blind Man's uh, Puff. He could he could tell you that. And I I've I've worked on some of the reviews for that. It is a very costly and complicated process to do it. Um, the Guard Journal a, does that. The Guard Journal does it. Uh, and look, it Blind Man's Blind Man's uh, Puff is is not a small site either. They they've certainly grown. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's a very costly process to do it. Um, so but it's a fair, it's a total fair question. I can just tell you that's the answer for me. Maybe at some point I, I would do that. I don't know. But um, I know when I was just doing reviews by myself, it is hard, right? We, uh, when I was part of Stogie Geeks, um, Paul Asadorian and I tried to do it. And I can just tell you, it was a process like you wouldn't believe to get someone to procure cigars, unband them. Um, it's a lot of work is what I'll just say. So um, I think there's certainly immense benefits from it though immense benefits from it jay davis asked why is it costly into another interesting okay so the idea is you have to have someone prep these cigars for you you have, they have to go out and buy the cigars right they have to go out and unband them right they have to send them to the people you need to send them to um you have to have then you have to co- collect all that data um it's hard well, to get someone to do on. it well hold free. on so one could argue, I just, I, I'm playing devil's advocate here, right? Sure. I don't, sure. And I don't, and I don't do reviews. Uh, Smoke and Tobacco is actually in the process um, of building our own reviews department. I will not be doing it, but I have people right. who I have coming to work for me who will be doing it. Uh, we're not there yet, but in the future we'll have that. But anyway, so, but not doing it myself. I'll play, I'll play, I'll play Switzerland here. One could argue. Okay. So. If they're unbanded and they're blind, you got to ship them to people and all that. Well, wouldn't you be doing that if they were banded anyway? And in fact, uh, you, have to, you, have, you have to, but you have to actually track all that, that stuff. But what makes it different, whether it's blind or not, the cigar review gets data. Either be, way. Be, because there's a prep piece that needs to be done with that. So, okay, here's an example of that. Okay. Um, and I can tell and I, I I know a little bit how blind man's uh, puff works because I've done some reviews with them. They do, you know, they work hard on those reviews. So you buy a box of cigar X, Y, Z, right? So the first thing you have to do is you have to, you, you, you have those cigars. There's a coordinator who goes out there. They remove every band. Okay. Then they have to put another band on it. They have to put something, they have to put another band on it to identify it. Right. So whether it's color coded or with a number that goes on there. Right. And then, after that, the data has to be collected and, and, and tabulated like that, um, which you can set up automated things to do. It is, it is not an easy process, especially if people are scattered all over the place. If maybe you're in the same place, it comes down a little more. I guess maybe it would depend on the size of the group reviewing. Like, for example, if your review panel consists of five people right, and you're doing a blind review, and you know, you send out mm-hmm. those cigars. You go, okay, here we go. Boom. You send those out. You get five people. They get one of each, right? 
go one of each. There's 10 cigars. They're all numbered. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Uh, they come back. That's one thing. I can see maybe where, like in Cigar Journal's case, it's obviously there's a lot more people than just five who are right. doing this. And there's a lot more to send out. But I would say they're obviously a bigger company, bigger publication. And it's not as difficult and costly for them to do so. Um, you know, I would say, you know, for, for one of us to do that to, for like 50 people. Yeah. I can see how that's costly. Um, but then again, at the same time, if we were still doing it with 50 people, uh, it, it still would be costly. I mean, I'm not saying that maybe the blind aspect might not be a little more costly because yeah, there's a little bit more like time involved in it and time is money too. But, you know, I would say that it's, it's still costly um to do a non-blind too that's just the way i look at oh, it oh it's still oh it, it still is it's still i is. think look. what it would come down to is the size of the medium that's reviewing it how many people and how many cigars you have to supply and blah, blah, blah. um i would say the bigger it is obviously the more expensive it is if it's a small corral um i'm not saying it's cheap but it's not as intensive of a cost um so it, it, it's an interesting question, and, and and to Grace's credit, you know that that's that's an interesting question. It's a good question, um, and to and to Jay for asking, you know, why is it costly? Uh, I think that's interesting too. And I think the I think my answer to that would just be kind of just depends on how big it is and how right. that can quickly uh, be expensive. Okay, so I've actually done a study on this. Okay, yep. not of the blind piece. Okay, but I've done a study, and this is on Coop as well. Uh, you go to uh. You type in the search economics of a cigar media brand, yep. right? I did what it costs to review a $7 cigar in okay. terms of labor costs and in terms of uh, material costs, right? So let me ask you the first question. How many hours do you think it takes to review two cigars? One cigar, one cigar. How many, how many, uh, just, just so I have the, just so I have this clear. Okay. Mm -hmm. You're asking me how much time do I think it takes to review one specific type of cigar right. that, from what I understand, usually gets smoked a couple times. So right. in total, right. so just give me the yeah, give me the number total number of hours for for um, for that uh, seven dollar so cigar. Assuming it's on the on a on a, a somewhat average of three cigars per review. Yeah. In total. Yep. To smoke all three of those, to write your piece, whole thing. For a couple hours each, you're smoking that cigar probably a little slower because you're trying mm -hmm. to really. So I put the, I, okay. Um, okay. But the write the review now to put the review together. Are you asking want, the total with the writing or just the writing? Uh, I'm going to give you this. All right. The total with I just want to make writing. sure I answer this right. The total. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know you're saying it. So the total of everything. Yes. To, to get that review out, how many hours do you think it takes? Eight to 10. Pretty close. Seven and a half. Yeah. I have. Okay. Mm -hmm. And at a $7 cigar, uh, and if you have a labor rate of $7.25, right, at $7 a cigar, and if you do labor rates for all those things, it would cost, it technically, now we don't pay labor rates for all these things. Mm -hmm. It would cost $68.38 in labor rates to review that cigar. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of, and seven and a half hours is a lot of work. There's preparation, like, because, and I'm, I'm doing how the coop does it. How are we doing on coop? There's preparation, research on the cigar photography, smoking time, yeah, writing yeah. the actual review, and a proofreader. It's, yeah. I have seven and a half hours, and that's for two cigars. 
if you went to three, I think it would go up to nine or eight or nine. Let's say eight or nine, it would go up to. So, so you're not off. You're, 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 you're pretty much right on target. So there is costs that we have with this, right? Even if I, now, if I get the cigars for free, right, then that cost goes down because I'm not having to pay those cigars. Which I think should be said to the folks on the other side of this table here. Yeah. Um, but I'm still spending seven and a half hours of time per review. Full disclosure. Yep. Um, sometimes free cigars come in for review or for whatever. Uh, but that's not always the case. There is a lot of times we all still, I mean, even half will they'll put in there, you know, cigars were purchased for this review. You yeah. still have to buy cigars to review them. It's not like people just get them for free. Like, hey, take these. But it's part them. of the meat. Some people do that, but not every cigar. A lot of cigars you still buy for. Yeah. Yeah, I could tell you that it's probably about 50-50 on Coop. Mm-hmm. I think Half Wheel's gone a lot away from samples lately. I really do. Mm-hmm. So I think theirs is probably, you know, at some point I may go to that next model and do that, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, look, and, and look, if you're going to, if you here's the thing. The $68.38 cost, right, for two cigars, right, for two $7 cigars. That's what I'm saying it costs, right? If I get those cigars for free, it only goes down to $54.38. There's still a cost, even if they're free cigars, to do all the other things I just mentioned, right? right. The only thing I don't have to do is pick, make the capital purchase there. And it's right. still pretty damn. So, and guess what? I look at my time I spend on this as money, like even though I'm not getting paid for it. <laughs> but I'm just saying, if I had to pay someone to do all this stuff, it's coming out to $68.38 to do a review. It's not cheap. <laughs> Yeah, but I don't. It, but but, but how do I mitigate that? I have to do most of the work myself. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I mean, I, I, you know, and again, this is one of the reasons why I personally don't do reviews. It, it's not necessarily like the money or whatever. It, I don't have the time. I just don't what have the time. Right half now. those models. I guarantee they're they're more expensive than they. Yeah. Um. You know. And yeah, there is a cost that's associated with it. To some yeah. Degree. I I get that. Um, yeah. For me, the biggest thing is the time. I just don't. With everything else, I do. I, right now, I don't have the time. To do reviews. If I had a lot more time, this is all I did. Yeah, I'd be yeah. doing reviews. I just don't have yeah. the time. I've also um, not been doing it 11 years, so I kind of have a little more of a rhythm. And it took a long time. To, like, I didn't have podcasts when I started putting the process in place. Right. So, and, and podcasts are have an enormous amount of prep work. We, I, that's another thing. Like, economics of a podcast is another whole story. So, I mean, you can, you can go on Coop. You can Google. Uh, you can go in the search and, and go up to that economics of a cigar media brand and you could just it kind of gives the insight for where I came up with like people probably saying I'm off my rocker with these numbers, right? But but you look at it and maybe it will make some sense. Absolutely. Yeah. Um well y'all, let's move on from the reviews. I think we've we've yeah, been on that yeah, for a while. Yeah, and I'm sure we'll talk about it another time. So good 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 questions. Absolutely. It'll never uh it'll never be a conversation that just fully goes away. It, it's it's no, a topic it never, that'll always kind of be there. So yeah, there's plenty of time to get into that. Yeah. Um you know, we go back to the notes list here. Here's an interesting one. I don't really know them personally very well. I know of them and I know of the situation, but Ministry of Cigars shuts down. Uh, and I know there's a story there. Um, you have a little bit more experience on this one, but I'll, I'll start mm-hmm. us off. Uh, Ministry of Cigars um, announced they were shutting down after um, an unnamed person, as it was written and reported, uh, had reported them um and they're out of singapore correct he's yep and and who and who owned that again 
a guy by the name of Fernahan Pete. So he's a European who's living in Singapore. Right. Uh, Singapore has much stricter laws on this kind of thing. And someone reported his website. And now he's potentially facing legal action over this. And he's been forced to shut down his website. Um, I know this is something you wanted to talk about. Yeah. So um, tell me, tell me where you, tell me what you want to say about this. Okay. So I'll also give you a, a plug. Fernahan's coming on uh, Primetime Special Edition uh, on August, October 5th. So you, uh, so you can expect to see him on, on the show. We'll be interviewing him. But, um, but here's what happened. Um, I guess, so there are laws in Singapore on advertising and what is considered advertising and what is not, right? The laws in Singapore are very broad when it comes to advertising, right? Um, and basically, um, it's, it's, so, it's basically, it's more than, it's basically any type of communication that's coming from a media site, right? So if you're smoking a cigar, if you're talking about a cigar, if you're putting pictures up of a cigar, if you're reviewing a cigar, um, if you're putting a press release out, under Singapore's definition of advertising, it's all considered advertising, those things. Wow. Which, so I guess what happened is someone tipped off a group in Singapore called the HSA, which is a health and science authorities. They showed up at his house, right? Mm. And they said he was selling and advertising cigars. Well, he proved he wasn't selling cigars, right? But the advertising thing was the one that got more complicated because of all this, right? And he was in a lot of conversations with these HSA groups. Um, and basically, the, the outcome was he has to take down the, um, the website and anything um, associated with, you know, social media wise. Now, he said he could still come on the show, but obviously he's not even allowed to smoke on the show. Right. Um, and um, but yeah, that's but, but it's not originating from him either. That's the differences. Um, but he yeah. So he basically was facing potential jail time and a fine. From what I understand, I don't think he's facing jail time, but he is still facing a substantial fine that has not been ironed out yet. Um, and look, I know Ferdinand, he's a good person. He's an honest person. He is a guy who doesn't bash the Singapore government or anything. He's, um, he says, look, I'm, I, if I had known the law, this was the definition of law, there wouldn't have been a Ministry of Cigars. So uh, he's been cooperating fully with them. Um, but unfortunately, he's not going to be able to continue in cigar media as long as he lives in Singapore right now. Hmm. Um, he does work in the cigar industry, though. So he, I know he's in, uh, he works on the wholesale and distribution end of, for someone in Singapore uh, with that. So, um, yeah, it's a shame. Uh, and what was different about Ministry of Cigars compared to any other website, he, he was focusing on the non-U.S. market and not just Cubans, but non-Cubans. Uh, and he did a lot, I think, for that international market of introducing people to brands that they may not have heard of before. So um, he's a good person. And it's a shame it happened to him. Uh, I hate that this happened to him. And it's a warning to everyone else in the world here. Like it, it all could t- I could see some guy deciding in Congress to put a bill up. Let's change the definition of tobacco advertising and put a, put a law in there. Th- those are the types of things we have to watch out for. And we have to have awareness of this right now. Mm-hmm. So um, I know some people started getting into a whole political debate about this. Uh, 
it was funny. People were telling him how, how, how Singapore is. And he's like, I live in Singapore. You guys have no clue. Right. I know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I get it's unbelievable. But it's, yeah, it's a, it's a sad situation. It's an unfortunate situation. Uh, Fernand was pretty popular with a lot of manufacturers. He had a good following. Um, and I guess it's a site I read. I continue, you know, I, 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 uh, but uh, he, he also can't just move the site either. So it's not like he could just say, all right, someone else hosts the site. He can't do it live, as long as he lives in Singapore. Yeah, so I was going to say, so basically, if it was hosted and based out of, like, Germany, for example, even though maybe he it's his website or whatever, but someone else hosted no, he's, it and operated it because he's tied to it, it's yeah. illegal. Yeah, look, he doesn't want to face a jail sentence, and I'm sure he doesn't want to pay a substantial fine uh, for the season. So uh, he's been cooperating fully from what I've my conversations uh, with him on that. Cause I asked him, cause he came to me, he said, I, I, I'll do the show. I said, Fernand, we don't want to get you into trouble. Right. So I'm going to send him ahead of time what we're going to cover. So he'll be, you know, and if he tells me this ain't a good idea, we'll, we'll skip that. But, uh, but he said he can't talk about the case. Yeah. It's, it's unfortunate. And yeah. you know, it's, and like you said too, uh, it's something that we all should be watching out for in our own. Yeah, countries we really should. Yeah. You know, if, if there's certain people, if they had their way, that's how it would be here. And, uh, you know, we're we're thankful that it has not happened thus far. And again, this is where we bring up, you know, PCA, CRA. That's why they're here. Uh, it's, it's more than just a trade show. It's what the trade show stands for. And it's what all the other things they do stand for. Uh, absolutely. Donations Look, go to. That's why they're here. And they're not perfect. And we're going to get to that part. But I mean, I'm just saying, um, but we have this at least, right? That's and, right, yeah. uh, you know, and I, you know, one thing I'm really curious about is the whole cigar rights of the world thing. If they're going to get involved with this at some point, I don't know. I, I think they need to take like, this whole new cigar rights of the world that Reinhardt and Jeremiah are doing. Yeah. This is a question I have for them. Like, can you take this message? Right. And now start make creating awareness around the world here that this is going on, that this happened already in some place. I think that's an important thing to do. I agree. And I, I like that they've, they've started that initiative. I do too. And there's a perfect case, a use case to do it, you know? And it would be really cool if we could get a lot more organizations and people from different countries around the world, not just the U.S. or Canada or, you know, England and Ireland and Germany and places in Asia, all these different countries that have different laws and different, you know, whatever. People get together and almost form like this, like United Nations of yeah. uh, the cigar industry and I yeah. think that's very important because it's not just about the United States as we have friends and you know brothers and sisters of the leaf all over the world um you know I, I have family in South Africa who's asked me about getting into the cigar business I mean it's it's everywhere so it's not just yeah. here it's not just there it's, it's everywhere uh, so th- I think on a separate note I think that's a great thing I'd love to see where that goes, I'd love to see that get bigger and bigger and bigger and get so much more involved. I think that's huge. Um, yeah. And I think in time, I think they have the potential and they get some good people doing it that could get there. So, well, like I said, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I got a and couple Ryan, of feet. And actually, Reinhardt is going to be coming on the show soon. Uh, I think November. Um, he was supposed to come on in October, but I have to make a trip in October. So, I had to move that that week, but he'll be coming on and that's definitely a topic we'll get into with him. Yeah, I think it's a good topic for sure. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of people said to me, well, Coop, why are you covering this? He's just a, some small blog. Well, he's not actually some small. He's one of the it's bigger than people think, but 
even if we were small, I would have covered it because, um, again, this is something that really threatens our existence. It, it could have, I mean, we've seen, we've seen some crazy things happen in Congress that, you know, could suddenly just turn the tables overnight and it just takes one Dick Durbin to do this. Oh, um, absolutely. That's right. well said. Yeah. Yeah. So we have to be cognizant. We have to be aware of this stuff. Um, and I know that maybe we can use this as a nice segue into our, our next topic. Yeah, this is why, the why the cigar industry fails at petitions and calls to action time and time again. Yeah. So I feel like this is probably the biggest item on the yeah. list. For yeah. I'm kind of glad we went in this order too. Yeah. All right. So let me kind of just start off where, what the context is, right? This was, this was triggered by an email sent out by CRA, which I'll get to, all right, uh, in regards to the $96 billion tax proposal that's floating around Congress right now, okay? Um, so we have failed, all right, when, we've, when, we've, when it comes to getting people to sign petitions, all right? We, we, we fail. We don't have the numbers, right? But, and they don't match up because we know there's cigar smokers out there. Right, so why don't these numbers add up all the time? Right? Why are we falling short whenever we ask for X number of signatures? Now I'm seeing it with the, with the PCA petition. They're trying to get $60,000 in 60 days. We fail at this, right? We, we constantly fall short of this, right? Um, so I think there's a couple of things going on here. All right. I think the first thing is that we, CRA, PCA, whatever you, whenever these petitions come out, we don't have enough of a grassroots effort to get people to sign these petitions. So, Matt, what happens when, this, when these call to actions come out? What's the first thing people do when, when this comes out? Like CRA or PCA says, call to action. We need you, we need you to kind of click on this and sign this petition. Well, first of all, I, maybe that's not what you're looking for, but the first thing that comes to my mind is just criticism. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Why criticism? Why criticism? Well, I think it's because I mean, well, for example, I think there's there's many different people out there with different views. Um, I would say, in a general sense, on a lot of the things that happen within these organizations. For example, um, there is a situation going on in Connecticut right now, and I know that a lot of people down there are not happy um, with the way some of the law. So there is a law that's set to go into effect October first. Right. I would ban smoking indoors in, in cigar lounges and all that. Yeah, there's a whole debate on that, too. Yeah, there's a but, whole debate, and that's a whole other topic that we, yeah. I don't want to get into on the show, not because it's not a good one, but it's just it's, – this is really it, – it, today's compl- not the day. Yeah, it's, it's a very com- – Today's not the day for that. We're not prepped for that, and there's a lot more information I want to have ready before I get into that conversation on the air. Um, but, like, for, for, for the example, you know, stuff like that happens. And then, you know – it's like, where's PCA? And it's the biggest thing. Where's PCA? They knew about this. They said nothing. They do nothing. And then the PCA puts out something and they say, well, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then it's like, all right, so you're turning a blind eye to my situation over here. And then you're going over here. Um, you know, one could talk about the trade show. You know, I know this was kind of a conversation that came up earlier. It was people talking about the trade show and how it was all set up and the money that was made and blah, blah, blah. But then like a month later, we all get back from the trade show and then, oh, well, we're looking for $60,000. And it's like, well, you just had a trade show. And then there's, there's just a lot of noise. I right. feel that's yep. kind of the big, I, I, for me, that's one of the biggest things. 
Yeah, that's a that's a fair point. You know, the petitions, the problem I've saw over a few years early when these petitions first started about 10 years ago. It's a distraction. Sorry. Yeah. But people got sick of it. Like, why am I signing these petitions over and over again? And I don't think there was a good job done uh, educating um, people on the importance of a petition because that's basically how you show you have this this strength, right? So you say, I have all these people who are against this, right? But when you can't find, when you can't get the petition numbers up there, you can't substantiate it, right? So the petitions, whether we're sick and tired of them or not, we have to do it. But the problem I see is when these, when the, when I ask what the first thing happens, right? I see Cigar Company X posted on Facebook and sign this petition, right? Or retailer, sign this petition. Yeah, true. Yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah, yeah. And that's not enough. No. Okay, they think they're done. Like, so if you're a cigar company, why aren't you telling your reps, go out there when you're in a store, get people to sign that petition. Like, bring up the petition, explain to them. It's not hard to explain this, right? And, and get, get if everyone were to just get one or two people to physically sign the petition, right? These numbers would go up. You'd see these numbers double, right? Very quickly. You got, if everyone got two people, the, the numbers would double, right? Uh, especially if you get two people who aren't aware of this, right? It's not a hard thing to do if everyone just kind of did that. But instead, they just say, sign the petition, and, and they hope that people sign the petition. And I guarantee you, a lot of people don't even bother. Okay, I'm, I'm sick of this. I'm not doing it, right? So, that, so they do that, and, that, and that's a problem. I think there's, I'm a CRA ambassador, and that's the one thing I think that's the most important thing that I do is my job as an ambassador. Uh, I'm not as active as I am because I'm not in the stores as much anymore, but I try to, I try to do that is to try to get several people that I don't think have signed or looked at this petition to take a quick look at this, right? It takes three to five minutes. And if they don't want to sign it, they don't want to sign it. You can't do anything about it, right? But I guarantee you, you can find a few people to get it and sign it. But I see, I don't see any of the sales reps do this. I don't see any of the people working in the retail stores doing this. Maybe there's some, right? But I don't see enough of it, right? So these petitions constantly, the numbers are short for a reason, right? Because we don't, we don't do a good job at the grassroots level with this. That, that's the first thing, right? That's very true. That's a good point. Right. There's not a strong grassroots effort with it. And, they've, look, and, they've it, tried and it could to, be. And it could, it be. could be. It could be. This is, an easy, this is an easy layup. You're not, you know, it, and look, this is, a huge, this is a serious threat the industry is facing right now. This ain't like, this ain't a minor threat. This is a major threat right now. The second thing, uh, the second thing, if you're CRA, you can't put out an email and start pointing fingers at the political party. All right. You can't do that. Right. And say, look, the Republicans are doing all this and the Democrats are, are, are stopping this. Look, I understand the I understand what's going on in, in, in the House. Right. But you can't do that. You're immediately. You probably if you say you start blaming Democrats. Right. And, and I know a lot of people are diehard cigar smokers were Democrats. You've immediately alienated them. You immediately just alienated these people. There's right. like we preach nonpartisan politics in the cigar industry. How many times have we preached this? And and, and CRAs preach this. Right? CRAs preach nonpartisan politics. And then you send it. And this is what the email that went out like this week on. I was horrified when I saw that. I, I said, who actually, who actually sent this email out? And someone should act. They should absolutely be reprimanded on this, right? It, 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 it was and that's not going to help you. I'm just telling you because all you're going to do is you're going to make people who are like Republican. And I'm not trying to get political here. Right. Because it could have been the other it. way around. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You're, you're, you're going to piss people off on one end and you'll play to your base who's already signing this on the other. End. 
right? Maybe you'll get a few more like people, but you're not, you're not, you're doing, you're accomplishing nothing on this. Finally, if you're going to send an email out, puts, I, I, these emails are like rah, rah emails all the time, right? And I understand you got to get people fired up about this, right? Put in there, instead of putting a thousand percent tax increase staying in there, put is, okay, your cigar to cost $7.99 now is going to cost this much money if this bill goes in. Like that's basic stuff that you put in there. People can see, wow, this is really, this tax could make it go up. And I, I don't, I haven't calculated the number because I'm not that smart to calculate the number, right? I'm not a tax person. But someone in, in Syria, PCA, should be able to put a very simple thing together. And your $7.99 cigar is going to cost X number of dollars now if this bill goes into effect. I never see that. It's mm-hmm. basic stuff to put in this thing so people can see it in black and white. And it's not just, uh, it's not vaporware. It's not just like number that people are pulling into this because people can't understand what a thousand percent increase is. But you can see it costs this money. I, I, this is this is you know this is where I think we fail, and and this is why we're going to continue to fail if we don't fix these things. Grassroots, keep the partisan politics out of it, and then put tangible data in that people can understand. You don't have to get overly complicated with. Yeah, I, I think there's a level of, and this is not what everyone thinks. Uh, this is yeah. just my opinion of how I think yeah. some people think when they hear about this stuff. Mm-hmm. Some people I think are not truly afraid of it, and they're like, well, they'll make it go away. My 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 little input won't change anything. It's like, you know, maybe one person, I, I agree. One person can't change the world. But if you added up all those people who were just like, well, my one input's not going to matter. You add up all those people together. I mean, that's thousands of people that if you did all just do it, you know, that helps. And like you said, that's like the one or two more people that you get to, to sign the petition or to donate a little bit of money or to, to talk right. about it and tell someone else who might do it, you know, pa- keep passing it along. Uh, where it gets a little more traction. Uh, I don't think that it's, and I think you're right when you say, you know, it should be like, you know, sales reps for every brand should be talking about it. Uh, it Cause it's not like, and it's, cause at the end of the day, like you're out there selling cigars, you're a rep trying to push your product. Well, these are things that are fighting to prevent you to do so. Yeah. So it's like, if you want to keep getting, you know, you want to stay in the game, you want to keep pushing a product, you want to see you want to keep getting your commission and all that stuff. Yeah. Like, tell your customers tell the tell the consumers yeah. tell the retailers tell you know the distributors that you're working with or whatever make sure everyone's on that yeah. make sure everyone knows about it get it out there talk about it get people involved get you know make it your goal you know you go to you do an event a cigar shop bring it up talk about it you know get yeah. get yeah. like two people at an event to do it it's better than if you even if you get jose, two people out jose's of 50, really good at it. jose's always good about that at his events yeah and even if you only get two yeah. people out of 50 you know, and you, you brought got two it up, people. That's still better than just not bringing it up at all, right? You know? and, and every little, every one, every number counts. Um, because this isn't a big industry, but we do have people. We do it. There are plenty. Look at the cigar numbers. A lot of people are smoking cigars. And, and you know, I'm not talking about guys like like. Look, Jay Davis is fantastic. You look at Jay Davis; he's a model of how the retailers should be doing this type of stuff. Yeah. So uh, I want to point that out that are there are retailers like a Jay Davis. Who I consider like a leader in this area, Jay Davis. Um, you know, he's constantly. There are things that we just have conversations about. He, you know, he makes me aware of certain things. So, you know, and when it's time to publish it, we publish it, right? But, um, but yeah, I mean, that's that's what that's what we should be doing here. Um, it's all about information here. Um, on this. Um, but yeah, I mean, and you just got to keep. I'm like, look, people, you got to keep the politics out of this thing, because look, this. There, you remember the S chip thing? 
There were a lot oh, of yeah. Republicans who voted for S-chip. So let's keep that in mind, okay? You want to go back, so... Um, and there's a lot of Democrats who have supported things for the cigar industry as well. So mm-hmm. it's let's let's kind of we've always said we're bipartisan. This is all about bipartisan. Keep that out of the emails, please. Uh, I think another part of it, too, is <clears throat> sorry, I just need a little bit of water here. I'm fired up about this topic. I'm sorry. My man. Yeah, that's OK. Hey, curious that's, what I said. yeah, that's yeah. OK. That's why we're here. And, and you know, we're here yeah. to, to just to not yeah. only talk about it, but. Um, you know, also just educate and inform people yeah, who might yeah. not know uh, or might not understand just the level of importance of it. Um, yeah, I mean, it's look at the end of the day, I think it's always going to require a bipartisan effort to get stuff passed and protected or whatever, because no matter who's got control or what, blah, 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 like you're still going to need at some point someone on, on both sides is going to have to give into this. So it, it's not just, it, I understand yeah. that maybe there's yeah. maybe one side that's more heavy on it. Even the side that's not heavy, like there's a there comes a time when you need that side if you want this to pass too. So you gotta you have to play both sides of the aisle, and that's just what politics is, and that's what all these bills and laws. I mean, it's all about. And that, I mean, take the cigars out. I mean, you look at not to get political, but as for an example, and you look at the political realm, no matter what it is, when they're trying to push stuff through the Senate, the Congress, and stuff like that. You know, there's always, you know, they get into stalemates because one side doesn't want this, the other side does, and vice versa and stuff. It's like a, a good thing getting pushed through. You, you, you just, you're going to need at least somebody on both sides to be on it too. Yeah. So you, it, it's also the effort of, you know, trying to convince that person who, you know, maybe might be against it or is not for it, is not on your team. It's like, well, you might be in a situation where, hey, listen, we, we need their vote though, or we need this, or we need their support, but. So I understand the argument about like the political lines and all that, but at the same time, it's, you need both. It's not like just one or the other. That's, I guess my point is it's not just one or the other when it comes down to it. There are some situations, especially some, some sticky situations that this industry has been in. You need both, you need both sides because that's just what we need to get it through to, to keep on going along. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Which is tricky. Um, Cause you know, it's a pretty divided, um, Place. It is, it, but, it is. Uh, I, I, I guess I digress on that one. It's just, yep. Uh, yep. It, it's, it's tough because, yeah, you need both. And yeah, it's not often that you know you have just full support one side, everything just gets pushed through. It's that yep. if it was that easy, then a lot of things yep. would be pushed through all the time. And yeah, it's yeah, 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 exactly. Um, so it, it's important. I mean, just uh, my message is bipartisanship. Let's just keep that bipartisan message that we've had for years. And not get away from that. That this is a, this is a, not about Democrat or Republican here. Yeah, I know. And politics themselves are changing too. You know, just like the yeah, yeah. I mean, we, philosophies, we can get into whole... the ideologies, right? The, 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 right. What, e- right. what each party kind of yeah, yeah. identifies yeah. as, and what they get into. So, not. I don't want to get into that stuff. The point no, being, I don't there, even, but... The point being there that you know. The way we got cigar stuff put through 20 years ago is not the same way we can do it today. So things change. So yep. looking at the cigar side of stuff, you know, we're trying to worry about our legislative stuff or our industry, you know, in terms of the political lines and stuff like that. Things are different now than they were 20 years ago. I'm not talking about either side or whatever, just in general, you know, and that's I would say true for any political system at any period of time. It changes, you know, it changes. Yeah. Um, so getting stuff put through 
is, is and, the, and the strategies and the tools we've used 20 years ago is not the same way we need to do it today because the game changes. And you need to be able to yeah. adapt. I think that's another big thing, too, is people can understand. You need to be able to adapt to the times um, to keep up as, you know, we yeah. all move forward in life. Um, and I think that's a major part of it, too. People need to remember um, to, to change their strategy. You know, like if, if the Patriots went out there every week and they played the same strategy, you know, that won them the first three Super Bowls, they wouldn't have the three that they just got yeah. in the last couple of years. You know, yeah. there's a new game plan. There's a new playbook. So that, that comes into anything you do, um, but especially this. So if you're sitting there like, well, but we used to do this. And like, well, we can't do it that way anymore. You got to change. Yeah. Uh, and maybe yeah. there's a couple of people in that boat that are just like, well, I mean, well, you know, like we got stuff pushed through before. Like, ah, oh, but they'll never put that through. We've been trying yeah, maybe you have been trying, but maybe new opportunities come up. Things change. Maybe you can get it through. You put enough grassroots behind it, get some more effort. You get you align with the right people and you have the right conversations. Maybe things change. You know, uh, it's yeah. I, I always like to say never say never because things change. And that's yeah. true. You know, again, I'll just kind of put one other point out there. So as much as people think about this person. Uh, you know, Harry Reid, who's the uh, who's the former Senate leader, majority and, and minority leader. Um, I could tell you that I've asked questions enough for people. Harry Reid was working behind the scenes on certain things for the cigar industry. Um, he wasn't public about it because then he's playing a political game. He doesn't want to be too public, but he understood like what's what smoking bans and smoking taxes could do to things in Nevada. And he was there were things he was working on behind the scenes with that. Um, and I know they didn't want that out there too much. It got out there a couple of years ago because a couple of people started putting pictures up with Harry Reid at, at these meetings. Yeah. <laughs> and I asked, I asked, I started asking the questions like, why is Harry Reid? Why are people posing for pictures with Harry Reid? Right. So, um, so, you know, and again, I could go to Giuliani who put the biggest smoking ban in New York city history up until Bloomberg then topped it. But so, and he, you know, he was a Republican. So I'm just saying it happens on both ends is what I'm saying. It's not just one or the other. Yeah, no, a fair point. It's a fair point. Yeah, yeah. So we got to just keep that in mind. Yeah. Um, but again, you know, this isn't really a political show. I try to. No, no. But the, and the point stuff. is, the point is, we don't want the politics in this thing, and that's my point. Right. Just, that email would have been just as effective without that. It could have yeah. just been, maybe just put a little more data in, like I said. But yeah, did not need that. It was a black bad job by CRA on that. I'll say that point blank. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. You know, we've covered we've covered a lot of things tonight. Um, yep. I'm, I'm looking ahead and I'm trying to decide. Uh, I think I'm going to save uh, a couple of things for our next episode. Sure. Um, and I'm trying to find something up here. And I just my calendar will not work for me here. Uh, I'll have to figure that out later. Um, but, yeah, no, we've heard a lot of things. We've gotten a lot of important topics Our our review. And scoring topic was a long one. It was good stuff, though. It's important stuff, and stuff we'll continue to talk yep. about. Yep. Um, but you know, and again, it, and we're always talking PC and CRA, and I know people probably get sick of it, but it's important stuff to talk about. Um, yeah. But you know, if, if it is your forte, you know, this week on the smoking tobacco, oh, this coming week on smoking tobacco, Scott Pierce from the PCA will be with us. So. Uh, well, I know you're going to ask him about a topic, though. I know there's a topic that's going to come up that no one's asked him about yet, so I'm looking forward to this. Okay. All right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I think I, I think I know what topic you're talking about. We'll it's the topic about you don't want to talk about now. I know that. Because... Oh, that one. Oh, well. Yeah. Uh... No one's asked that question yet. To him. <sighs> well, let's do this. Not to tease it. When the next spare notes, if your topic comes up, we'll, we'll talk about it. Absolutely. And if not, I'll ask you why you didn't. Yeah. If not, I'll ask you why you didn't talk about it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm like trying to decide. Do I even want to like preface it now? Um. Scott's a great interview, by the way. I think. I think um, it's something I'm, I think about even for even for when he comes on, because you know what? It's it's not everybody. You know. I, I, think I understand the, the, that topic. Yeah. I think it came from a little bit of frustration in the moment of it, some things yeah. that happened at the time. Uh, but now I'm sorry that, I brought it up. I'm sorry I brought no, it up. No, 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 no. It's okay. Don't yeah. don't feel yeah. bad. No, I mean, th- there's some frustrations, you know, that I expressed earlier in the year of some very specific things that happened at a specific yeah. time. Uh, a lot of it's heat of the moment, too. Uh, not yeah. that it's not generally bad, uh, it, but it, I, maybe it just didn't deserve as much airtime now I got, that, yeah. that I gave it. Um, yeah. Cause it's just like, it's just one of those yeah. things at the end of the day, like I, yeah. I, I have more important things to focus on. Um, so you know, maybe I will, but, um, you know, if I do, it'll be, it'll be a lot smaller of a deal than it was previously made, but, um, there are much more important things that I want to talk to, to Scott about, uh, in terms of PCA and all of that stuff. Um, Mark says there are problems in the manufacturer and the retailer factions that contribute in a very vocal way to that quote political end quote problem. Uh, interesting. Yes. 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 Yeah. That's we, true. We, we know who they are. We know yeah. who they are. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's true. W- uh, without naming very... anybody, because I don't want to do that. It's not the style. I don't. Here. It's... I don't need. I don't want to do that. Either. We uh, all know who they are. Yeah. Yeah. We know who they are, and, and I, we, yeah. we agree. Yeah, I already so... named one. I already named Bellity. So I mean, that was. <laughs> Uh, but uh, but yeah, there's others. So anyway, yeah. So getting onto to some real nitty gritty PCA legislative and stuff like that with Scott is something we'll get into this week on the show. Uh, any other topics or maybe? Um, what do you have coming up on Cigar Coop this week? Um, so there's a few things coming up. Um, on Tuesday, uh, special edition 107. Uh, Bear and I are gonna have Phil Zengi on from Debonair House. Ooh, uh, nice. Yeah, yep. Phil's a longtime friend of mine. Um, goes back to the Stogie Geeks days. Uh, we're gonna catch up with Phil. I think he's a couple of new projects he's got going on. Uh, we'll, you know, Phil's always an entertaining interview, a high energy interview. So I just confirmed that with him today. So he's set to go on on Tuesday, nine fifteen, on uh, Thursday show, uh, the primetime show, episode two hundred three. We have on. Uh, Luis and Alec Cuevas from Casa Cuevas Cigars. Um, we oh, had them nice. on. I love while. them, yeah. Great guys, uh, good friends of ours, longtime supporters. So we'll be talking with them as well. So stay tuned on that. Now, I'll kind of mention this tomorrow because uh, there was a there was a uh, bear on. Um, bear actually had a show planned <coughs> for tomorrow night with a guest. Uh, the guest had a personal situation that came up. So uh, we're bringing the smoking syndicate team on uh, and we're going to be smoking uh, the Rocky Patel winter collection 2020. Um, so smoke and we're going to be doing one of our roundtable shows. So the roundtable show is where a bunch of us get together and we smoke a cigar on the air. We just did that last Thursday as well. 
Um, and uh, we'll be bringing other people on. It's not just going to be us four, but we're kind of just honing the concept first before we kind of bring it. In other. So other people in the media, maybe uh, who knows, industry people, they'll be coming in and, 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 and being a part of it. But we're doing this for Bear because uh, there's nothing like a, a guest having, and it was a legitimate reason his guests had to cancel. This wasn't a flaky thing at all. So, um, you know, things happen like that. So we're going to be doing that tomorrow night. Uh, and, and for folks who know, the Rocky Patel Winter Collection is a front runner. I've talked about it for a potential very high spot on the cigar coupe list at the end of the year. So uh, I'm very high on that cigar. So actually, since we last talked, <clears throat> one of the new Rocky Patel cigars that we saw in Vegas has recently just hit shelves. And I tried it last weekend and uh, it was very good. It was the 60. The 60 is very good. Um, very, very good. I was really impressed with that. Yeah, I haven't smoked it since the show, so I can't really assess, but I, I have some coming my way. Um, and Rocky's had, listen, Rocky's had a very good, in my book, Rocky's had a very good 18 months. I mean, he's mm -hmm. been on a roll. How was that Tabacusa? Oh, that was very good. It really is a good cigar. Um, yeah. It surprised a lot of us um, with it. So um, it kind of just missed the coupe list a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it was right. It was in even when you're contending for it. Um, but I think he's have a I, he's eclipsed that with some of the subsequent Mexican rapper releases he's had. So that's why I'm like, I think that was kind of like the one that started this um, because there's the World Championship cigar, the Quarter Century, and the Winter Clutch, and all use Mexican rapper. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, yeah, no, it was very good. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. it. I still have some of it. It keeps going out because I haven't really been paying attention. To well, it when you're doing a show, uh, yeah, I never count that when I do a show because mine go. I'm just lighting up my Corojo a little too. Yeah, you and get distracted. Is, and it's whatnot. fantastic this cigar though. This but I've I've, I've I've had, I've still have a little bit left. I, I've made it last this long. I've smoked it nice and slow, and it. Yeah, it really it was it was nice. Yeah, Burned yeah. well. Yeah. So we have yeah. So there's a bunch of stuff coming up um on Coop this week. So I'm pretty excited. There's no KMA next week, so uh, I got a week off with that. So um that will be uh we had on Ram Rodriguez uh today. So if you haven't if you didn't catch that catch that Ram's a great interview. Oh, absolutely, it was yeah. awesome. We caught up with him at, at PCA earlier this yeah, year. Yeah, we did. Yeah, trying to get them on the show. Yeah, he's really good. We've we've had him on a couple of times already, and he's he's excellent interview. And Bear just had him on his show as well. Uh, highly uh, great conversation with him. He's a really good guy. Absolutely. Yeah, guys, I think we're gonna wrap it up there. We're gonna yep. end it there. Yep. Um, it was a great show, Coop. Thank you for thank being you, with my us friend. Absolutely. Again. Yep. yep. Uh, covered a lot of great topics, and as always, don't forget to come find us Facebook, YouTube, um, all of podcast channels, uh, Apple, Google. Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon. They're all out there. Wherever you get your podcasts, we're out there. So follow us, subscribe to us, download, listen to us, give us a like, subscribe, YouTube. Um, we really appreciate it. Thanks for the support. Thank you for everyone for watching, listening at home. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. And until next time on Spare Notes number eight, we'll see you. Good night. Take care. <laughs>